Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton in new age. We trust how y'all feeling today, fellas. Feel pretty good. It's a bit cloudy, but that doesn't stop the show. Here at New Age, we identify as trust fund as anything but trust fund babies. Trust fund babies, we are not. However, we bring you our perspective on all things business, money, and culture. And today's episode is reactions, where we bring you a topic and we'll give you our reaction to those specific topics. So let's get it started. Let's get it started. We got a lot going on in the world. It is Wednesday, and we got Biden signing executive orders. Biden has signed an executive order. I think he's going on TV soon, right? Yep. Uh, he signed an executive order about crypto. I was just talking about crypto becoming too centralized or possibly becoming too centralized literally yesterday and literally last week. So, with this executive order, Antonio, can we get the details of what the executive order really is? Well, all the details, we'll have to pull up the document. I don't have all the details yet, and I'm not Antonio, though. Um, he did switch the camera to me. <laughs> so while Antonio is gathering the details, which he should already have, what, what do you think the executive order is going to entail? It's, um, from what I've heard so far, it's going to uh, entail... The banks, I mean, the um, traditional financial system um, working with and banks, the traditional finance system slash banks working with the private sector, the public sector working with the private sector. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely big on the agenda or that's what I'm um, definitely uh, in the executive order, which most people fear that they would try to exit or. Um, push the public sector out and the innovative technology that the public sector brings and try to do this thing all on their own. But evidently Biden sees the need to and the um the need to partner with the private sector to make this thing seamlessly. All right, so the executive order that Joe Biden signed will is calling for the government to examine the risks and benefits of cryptocurrency to measure and focus on six key areas as far as customer protection, financial stability, U.S. Comp, um, competitiveness, financial inclusions, and responsibilities and inno innovativeness, I guess what he's saying. Uh, and also, Biden wants to explore the digital version of the dollar. This is hilarious to me. Why, why does this need a, a executive order? Like, this is hilarious. Like, I think the executive order is just a has just become a tool, a branding tool. It's just like, look what I'm signing in an executive order. We need an executive order to do a case study, research <laughs> that they've all that they're already underway. Right. Allegedly a, underway have been doing for over a year now. Right. A science project. We need an executive order to do a science project. That that doesn't make sense to me. Like you said, crypto has been around long enough. All, they the government has been following crypto long enough. It's not like crypto is just something that they don't know. So the executive order thing doesn't make sense to me personally. That's my reaction to I think that, this. You know, just trying to give the heads up, like, hey guys, we're looking into this now because you know. Yeah, first but that's took... my point. It's is look at me, look at me, look at me. 
it, it, it's not it's no what's what's the substance here? It, that that's all I'm saying. It just it's a it's a branding play. Yeah, so I, I honestly yeah, look at it yeah. as a political move, a branding play. Cause you know, like if if you just come out and say, "Hey, we're looking into crypto for no meaning," like why are we doing that when there's other things the United States should focus on? But when you see other countries getting donated Bitcoin and donated Ethereum, and other countries legalizing this and legalizing that and making crypto like an everyday thing now, uh, United States were far behind the wheel. They're trying to catch up. Can we catch up? The world may never know. Time will tell. But as far as Biden and executive order, I think it's just a Hey, let me raise my hand. Let me show you what I'm doing over here. Yeah. It's not really. It's not. It's not really doing. It doesn't do anything. Right. Nothing at it's all. A, it's so. a. It's a. It's a study. It's a science project in my eyes. But they already. Jerome Powell came out. Like I said, maybe a year ago, and talked about. It definitely was in 2021. You know, talked about doing a study right. <laughs> for CBDCs. Digital you know? dollar. You know. Um. I guess that may be slightly different than um cryptocurrency but um it's just amazing gary gensler tweeted about five hours ago today at potus signed an executive order on crypto assets i look forward to collaborating with colleagues across the government to achieve important public policy goals protecting investors and consumers <laughs> guarding guarding against illicit activity and helping ensure financial stability. Gary Gensler, focus on the meme stocks. <laughs> we don't need you focusing on nothing else right now. You yeah. see 95% of orders going in the dark pool. You said that a month ago and 95% of the orders going still going through the dark pool like brother. And, this, and honestly, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but this is my concern with with do we really trust First of all, do we trust? I'm just going around the table. Do we trust? Do we trust Gary Gensler to regulate the stock market fairly? I don't trust him because the, the, you don't trust him, Antonio. Trust is so much of a strong word. Um, it's a yes or no question. Yeah, you trust him, okay? So. He trusts them. You don't trust them. Okay, let's go around the room now. So, we 50-50 on it. Well, hold on. I ain't answer. I don't <laughs> trust them. So, we not 50-50. But, okay, cool. That's the stock market. So, now, do we trust him to regulate crypto market? See, with the crypto market, is a collective effort of regulation. I'm, I mean, as far as what I, I'm so confused by this thing. <laughs> you know, back to, you know, I just want to say this real quick. Guys, Gensler and the SEC job is to regulate securities. So if crypto falls under securities, right. then it becomes his responsibility. But I'm so confused whether it'll fall under his jurisdiction because it's alleged that, and he's pushing for it too, but some of them fall outside. Right now, the story has been, or the narrative has been that Bitcoin and Ethereum falls outside his jurisdiction. But all other, or the majority of crypto assets fall under his, you know, the monologue and, and discourse that he's presenting. 
So I'm just really confused on whether it falls under his jurisdiction or the CFT or the ABC or the XYZ. At this rate, the world may never know. The world may never know because we got these institutions that's doing science projects and case studies 10 years later after crypto been a, a thing. Crypto's been a thing for 10 years later. Let's even say five years ago is when it really started to pick up steam. And in 20, what, 20? It really just blew off, blew up, really blew up. And now in 2022, we're doing a case study on it. A, <laughs> a, a alleged, alleged. Case, alleged case study on it. So it. It just don't add up. And I'm going to keep beating the dead horse. It don't add up. Go ahead, Antonio. They just want to do our trust guard against it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the next uh, reaction. Oh, yeah. Let me get this. Uh, Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia for who knows how long at this point. She's been she's been uh, detained because she had a carton of oil cannabis, and it says you know you can't have that on the plane. So she's been detained. She's been detained so long that nobody really knows how long she's been there. It just hit the news cycle about a couple of days ago, but she's been there longer than a couple of days. So the quite well, what's the the topic of discussion is for one. Why is this not, you know, news? Not saying like it's news because it's Brittany Griner or anything like that, but it's a, a U.S. athlete, a top U.S. athlete that's being detained in a country that's in war with another country that's we're at, you know, at odds with at the moment. I think that, uh, let me just jump right into my take for this. I think that it goes back to what we talked about last week with the WNBA. I think the WNBA needs to fix their business model because you got. You're finding teams for having charter flights. You got players in there in the offseason going to other countries to play basketball right. because they're not making enough money in your league in the first place. That that's one right there is a blow a blows my mind. And if you can go to another country where the United States supposedly has the best women basketball players in the world. So if you can't make the most money in America playing the best game, well, you know, being the best players of that game, you got to go to another country to get paid double or even triple what you get paid here. Like it's, quadruple, yeah, I think. quadruple. Yeah, it's she, quadruple. They pay her a million yeah. in Russia. She in makes United like, States, what, 225000 Yep, 227000 27000 So shame on the WNBA. Step your game up, and you wouldn't have your players going over uh, overseas to play during the offseason. Now you're risking your players getting hurt. And then can't compete during your season. So, like, come on, WNBA, step your game I'm, up. I'm going to make a counter-argument here. Not really a counter-argument, but, like, I've just called it a counter-argument. What can a WNBA do? If they don't make enough money, like, just as a business person, if I don't make enough money to pay you a million dollars, it's nothing I can do. I can't overpay you. I'm not saying that, but like you said, as a business person, if you're running a business, that's your job to figure out. That, that's no, just no, your job I to agree. Out. I agree, but I'm saying, basically, what I'm saying, I don't know what the WNBA can do. I don't know if they're some. It comes a point in time where your product just isn't good enough. Your product just isn't good enough. I just talked about what we talked about it last week, right? 
The WNBA hasn't even made a profit. They're getting allegedly, better. allegedly, right? That's they haven't even made a profit. Now, they you know they're getting different sponsorship deals, getting different TV deals. But if I haven't made a profit, it's not like maybe the product just isn't good. Look how long the WNBA has been around. I mean, I, you can't I, say the product ain't good because you got other countries paying quadruple what they get paid here, and then they don't even have the best. Stars, they don't have, but you, know, you don't know. Play. You don't know why they. You don't know why they're paying that person a million dollars. You get what I'm saying? Like, I could be paying. I could be paying Brittany Grinder a million dollars and just paying every because she's an attraction, like almost like a circus type event, right? Whereas though, all the other players may not even be making nowhere near close as that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's the it's the equivalent of. Like Floyd went over to what China and got paid to fight that little Yeah, that was China. That little guy and got paid like what, ten, twenty million for exhibition? Mm-hmm. Like most of them probably not even making nowhere near that on right. especially not an exhibition. So really it just was an attraction. Right. But See, the attraction is not here in the US. So it's kind of like we can't go, we can only garner up so much attraction. They they've proven they cannot garner up enough attraction to pay Britney Grind a million dollars. Now here's a here's another question: Is two hundred twenty five thousand not enough? I think that you get what I'm saying because yeah, we in America. I mean, six figures ain't bad. I I think they measure it to what's taking place in the market and a lot of times which i don't think is i think that you know this thing where equality Mm -hmm. you know with pay and with positions and stuff is is so much made of that and so to your point about the product in reality you can't really compare the wnba to the nba from a quality product standpoint right and from a market share and, standpoint but people try to compare right. it so when we talk about this pay gap with things i think it's this is so um it's too much being made of that to me and um my the the one thing that i want to talk about or i want to add to this really quick kind of spin it a little bit mm-hmm. is what um I don't know a business that continues to be not profitable and stick around. Either right. you become obsolete if you don't, like Antonio started, change your business model, you know, you no longer exist. Right. You know, we've seen players like Kyrie Irving donate the rest of his salary during a pandemic to the women's basketball, you know, the WNBA. You know, other players has latched on to donate money to their salaries. I don't know how this business sticks around if they're not making any money. Listen, I mean, I like the WNBA. I really like the WNBA. I don't watch it all the time, but I'm I'm a casual viewer. I keep up with it from time to time. I'm just a firm believer. I mean, it's just it's it's simple entrepreneurship. The market is going to tell you what you're worth. Mm-hmm. You can't you you can't fight the market. 
You can try to penetrate the market. You can try to sell to the market. If the market rejects you, if the market says, no, you're not worth a million, but you're worth 500000 That's the market. The marketplace determines your business. That's an interesting point, Dayton, because, you know, it was a big discrepancy a few years ago now, quite a few, maybe about five to seven years ago mm-hmm. with uh, the comedian Monique. Right. I don't want to go ahead long. No, no, that's just, a good one. That's a good one. You can a, go you, there. You, make a, you made a good point about the market will tell you. So the thing was Netflix only offered her a half a million dollars or even less maybe. Right, right, for right. A oh, I'm glad you're going here. I'm glad you're going here. Um, versus, and she, you know, tried to compare herself to, you know, Kevin, like some of the top male act uh, comedians as well as female mm-hmm. comedians. Um, so it's an interesting thing. Like you said, um, we didn't see a whole bunch of other networks and businesses coming, jumping off the stage to say, Monique, we'll yeah. take you over here for a million plus or exactly. whatever. Yeah. So have you. So you make a really, really good argument when you talk about the market. If, if Netflix offering you 500000 and you don't like that deal, you can go somewhere can else. go somewhere else. And get it. And if you can't get it. That's what the market is telling you. Now, listen, whether it's fair or it's not fair, I get that's what that's people... That's another subject. That's what people want to, you know, make it into the equality thing, whether it's fair or not fair. All I, all I know is the market is going to tell you... What you're worth. What you're worth. On the market. On the market, <laughs> please. I mean, that's that's really standard business practices to me. Go ahead, uh, Antonio. Last uh, story of the day. Snoop Dogg say Jay Z threatened the NFL to end his. You need dick. some water. <clears throat> <laughs> Put that fire out. <laughs> Clear the pipe. It's a forest fire. Clear the pipe. Go ahead. Snoop Dogg say Jay Z threatened to end the NFL deal over Super Time half show restrictions. Mm. I feel like Jay Z took a stand. That's probably one of the best. Super Bowl half times we didn't see. You know, it's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, milestone to stand up for what you think is right. Yeah, for what you th- what you believe in, and not having people handcuff you and to your performances. I'm pretty sure they try to you know handcuff and pull back certain things, and he's like, no, 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 no. Let them be free. Let them do what they gotta do. And who knows? From here on out, we might see more Super Bowl halftime shows. Like you know, perform like this, so it's a, it's, it's a good stepping stone towards you know future yeah. shows. I, I read I read this uh, story, or not read it. I look I saw it come up on my timeline. I don't. I wish it wouldn't have got out the way it's gotten out. I don't like that part of it. I think that kind of puts Jay Z in a right. awkward, sticky situation. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. If if it if it would have came out like he fought for us to yeah yeah that was actually what at first it was that story that came out now more has come out like Jay Z threatened that it, I wish it wouldn't came out like that that's my only thing yeah for me I think that it's um what I see in it my perspective is that this past Super Bowl you really seen the need for our cultural value and what we bring to the table. And I think the NFL understands it even more than what they did before when they, you know, uh, partnered with Jay-Z 
and handed them the baton to carry out this. I love the stance that Jay Z took. If you're gonna let, if you're gonna hire me to do this job, or if we got right. an agreement for me to do the job, then let me do the job. I know, I know how to. I got my finger on a pulse of the culture, and as a result, we see him execute in Jay Z's finest fashion. <laughs> you know, an excellent halftime Super Bowl show. It's all about execution, and the day what we learned is. Joe Biden needs to sign an executive order for the WNBA and the hip-hop rights of America. On that note, this is the new age. Like, comment, subscribe. Rate this a five-star if you like the podcast. If you don't like it, rate it a four-star. We good either way. In new age, we trust.